0: PlushCare.com slash loss
1: Hola, and welcome to a big interview from the vault. Look, all right, no fooling around. We asked our socios, our members, our supporters at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to pick their favourite from Season 2 of this long-running and, I have to say, much-loved show. You're about to hear one of the interviews they picked as the best from a selection which included international footballers representing Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Bulgaria, Argentina, England, Scotland and Northern Ireland. Here's what I had to say about this one when we recorded during Season 2016-2017. Welcome back to The Big Interview for part two with Ramon Calderon. If you've not heard part one, it's not obligatory by law, but it is part of your recommended five-a-day allowance. This chapter deals with Ramon's life inside the club he loves, how he became Real Madrid president, how his style differs from that of Florentino Perez, the president who gave us Los Galacticos, and the current incarnation of Madrid, whose success Calderon wonders at given the chaos that led to Zidane's appointment. There's great insider knowledge here about the deals done and others not quite done. You may leave with a new appreciation of David Beckham, Lord Beckham, is it now? And you'll want to go to YouTube to check out the finale of the 2007 La Liga season. Okay, vamos, let's go. One of the things then that we should do is because we're we're talking to you because you took your love of Real Madrid into something active and you became president. Why did you want to become president?
2: I didn't, really. It wasn't
1: no. something. <laughs> no, no.
2: I mean, I mean, I answer. I mean, it's not something you prepare, you're no. prepared for. You start little by little, first being a fan, a follower, being a member. When I came to Madrid to work as a lawyer, to open my own office in the 70s, I became a member. It wasn't easy at the time. It is not now. Then I started to go to the matches, to the Bernabeu Stadium. I started to be a participant in the life of the club, in many senses, going to the general assemblies and just being in touch with the directors and so on. And uh, I went to an elections um, As uh, I ran as vice president, we didn't win those elections. And then in 2000, I helped the current president to be where he is now. And uh, then I I started with him for six years. When he decided to step down, I wasn't really interested in that. It's it's a problem. We can talk about that. Many different presidents, you have been in that position. You have to abandon in some way your way, your... Uh, work... Uh, your professional your family,
1: life suffers.
2: Everything, everything suffers. So when he stepped down, some of the directors pushed me, said, you can be there, we like it, you've been for many years fighting for the club and so on. So I tried to go to the elections. I was sure I was going to lose those elections. I was, was uh, fighting with one of the four very big contenders and one of them was supported by the current president. So all the, the machinery of the club was in favor of that candidate uh, but I managed to win I, I don't know why I appear in many media and TV radio newspapers I explained what I wanted to do what was very simple keep the good things we had a, up to that moment which was to bring good players well what I've explained before good players attract uh, sponsors, titles, and with the money, part of the money, again, signing best players. But we've forgotten something very important, is to be focused on the field. Mm-hmm. We have forgotten that. And a lot of commercials, uh, players could do their life. Even the president said, I'm living because I've spoiled them. I didn't do the right things to do. And I said, let's do that. Let's keep the right things and let's change the wrong ones. I think the members accepted that that was a good idea and I became president. So I started doing that and uh, we did something very difficult because we changed 14 players in one month. We came from three years without getting any title. It was the first time in history that Real Madrid didn't get any title. I signed Capello, so he came. I thought it was the time to put someone who give order to the club, I decided it, it, I know it's a trivial one, but it summarized our idea, my idea, and idea the people who were with me and I put a banner in all the changing rooms of all the teams of the club, including the one in the Bernabeu Stadium, that the, play, the players could see when they go to the pitch, saying if we fight, we can lose but if we don't, we are lost. So that was the idea that
1: It's not enough, the talent and skill. You need more, much more than that. And Capello embodies that, because clearly he was a fantastic footballer. He was. He's a great coach, but what he has is garra. He has exactly what you're describing as well. Is this why you went for him?
2: That's right. We thought, Miatovic told me, that's the man. I remember many times trying to talk to him, but he thought I wasn't going to be the winner. We had many problems at the time, people trying to avoid him coming with me because, as I said, I wasn't the official candidate. (laughs) I was an outsider, a lawyer that wasn't in the elite, wasn't in the the establishment. So Real Madrid is something that is considered for the elite, for the establishment, something that belongs to them. So I said, I always say in this life, the big ones are the sharks in a pool and it's some small fish like me dares to get into that pool, they really devour you. <laughs> so, it's what they tried to do, but they, they couldn't. Democracy has this advantage, that you can't buy the votes. People go and say, I think that's the guy.
1: I believe in him.
2: I believe he can do what he says is something that I understand. But that's why I won and I, we managed to get Capello in the end. He came, we did, as I said, a very good job, mainly Mijatovic, I have to be honest. I he,
1: he effectively, we're talking <coughs> about Pedro Mijatovic, who scored that fabulous the, goal to give the, the seventh in the Amsterdam seventh, right. in 1998, and he became like a technical director? Or? Yeah, the technical
2: director, that's right. He was a technical director because I thought, and what, what is the same I, I'm thinking now, that the mistake is we don't have one. Now, I am a lawyer, so I know how to defend a case in the court, but I don't know how to build a team. The current president, I've I've told him many times, he's an engineer. He knows quite well how to uh, build bridges or tunnels or roads, but not to build teams, and mainly a team like Real Madrid. And that's why we've been, these seasons, by the way, all the credit and the merit to the players, awesome what they've done. Uh, they've been suffering such a mess from the directors and the president that it's difficult to understand how they managed to be until the end, the last match, about to win the title and also to win the Champions League. Bear in mind that in June, not only one year ago, they were supporting Ancelotti. They said he was the right manager. He was sacked. No one beyond all understanding. Nobody no, knows no, why no, the decision no one, was made. Even the president says Correct. in the press conference, they asked him, why are you sacking Ancelotti? And the answer was, I don't know. <laughs> so he was sacked. There was a pilgrimage just looking for another coach. They went to sign Klopp. They went to sign Mourinho. They went to sign Love.
1: the, the
2: Everyone said, well, I don't know why, but they said, we prefer not to go there. So they went to... Sainz Benitez, a coach that came with a short expiring date on the forehead. Everyone knew he wasn't the right coach, but he's the one he found. So he came, and which is amazing, is in December, in a press conference, the president said, Benitez is the solution, is not the problem, he will stay. doesn't matter what journalist is saying, and Zidane is not going to be the substitute. Only 15 days after was completely opposite. Imagine the feeling. I can imagine the feeling of the players at the time saying, "What's happening here? This is uh, not understandable. What are we doing here?" So, and they turned to Zidane because uh, Zidane was at the time the only one at hand, like they did with. I don't remember the name of the Lopez Caro uh, a long time ago in second division B. It was very risky but what has been a lack for everyone mainly Real Madrid not the president because I prefer to see the club is that Zidane has been very clever very smart in looking for the complicity of the players. He knew that he had the respect of them they admired them because he's been top, top player. I'm sure he knew he wasn't really prepared for that really big, big challenge. Coming from the second division team, like uh, someone told me that uh, I was not uh, a bit rude with him saying that he was a second division team, but he was. It's true. He was. I said, imagine one director, well, one manager of a small office of a bank in a small town in... in Palencia. In Palencia. Suddenly he became the chairman of Banco Santander... You say, well, that's a bit strange. It's yeah. a big jump. It's a big jump. So, But he was very smart, knowing the attraction he has for the players. So he did that. There, there's been a, a big complicity between all of them, among all of them, the players and himself. And they've done something incredible. And, and they've they managed, as I said, up to the last match able to win the competition. In, in,
1: then, the, in the league, when they score first in La Coruña and it's 0-0... They, they were, they're winning. They're top of the division. That's it, right. It, so, it, it's been extraordinary. It's
2: been, it's been lucky, the idea, but it, you, you see that it's something improvised. That uh, yes, when, when you don't have a word. someone, professionals, helping you in doing that job, normally the logical consequence is a failure. And you see uh, in other teams, for example, Seville, have one person who knows, uh, Monchi, a professional who is working in a way that nobody understands why they are winning all those titles. But they are doing that because there is one professional working the whole... There's a
1: system, there's planning, there's strategy, Uh, there's organisation, and it's in the hands of an expert. It's like saying to Monchi would you like to go and build roads and bridges in Colombia? No, leave that to ACS.
2: Leave that to Florentino. That's my my point. I've told him many times. He did a quite good job. I think he was quite good for the club at at the beginning. He came to change um, a fate that was very, very black in some way with the economic situation we were living. No one could have done what he did perhaps with the training complex, the way he managed to sell it and to pay the debt and to start with some cash to uh, buy Figo and then Beckham and Ronaldo all the places, that was perfect but he forgot something that is very important in life, is to delegate, to find people who who has the knowledge in order to do the things in the right way, and what I did is nothing really special, it's just to find those people and, and like like no. You have accountants and managers. No. You need professional... I department. don't accept
1: that. Before we... You already know that I think the same things as you do about Florentino. I understand that we can also throw in that in a time of crisis in Spain, he gives employment to many people. His <clears throat> company is powerful. Good luck. I disagree completely with the way that he mismanages your club in football terms. However, when you say, I did nothing special, that's not true. <laughs> that's... No, we're here because also we love football. That season, when you took over, uh, was extraordinary. It was Beckham's last season. I think he'd only won the Super Cup, which he won in his first week. This player had come to Madrid and there'd been no trophies. I'm absolutely sure that Capello phoned you and said, I want to quit. I'm doing very badly. Mm -hmm. Tell us, first of all, about that phone call.
2: It's true. It's true. At the time, he said... This is a problem and uh, well I've told that other times and I think it's been published that uh, he came uh, to my home and with me out of and said President we really don't have a team to win uh, the La Ligue we, we need one more year and I said perhaps we have a, we are going to be out of the Champions League and I said I can't believe that you say that you and I are going to be here next year. If we don't play the Champions League, we will have to go to Australia. It's the closest place to here. If we
1: don't play... If we don't qualify for the Champions League. So
2: he said, but that, that's the truth, and we can't do anything. So knowing that, what I decided to do is to go to the captains, uh, Casillas, Raul and Guti, and said, look, this is the situation. What, what do we do? And say, don't worry, president. We are going to do this in the right way. We are going to talk to the coach, we're going to change the situation. Perhaps the same that has happened with Zidane. Uh, to look for the complicity, the coach with the pledges. At the time, Capello had decided to punish Beckham, Beckham. and he wasn't Dropped even, even on the bench. He was just on, on the stands. Yep. He, because it's true, he said, I don't want to extend my contract. So there was some, some fight between the coach and even the club. We, we wanted him to be here I and mean,
1: and it he is, wanted to go to Los Angeles. Yeah,
2: he wanted to go, so you have to accept that. But uh, then the coach um, punished him, and the players said, no, well, le- let's start now. From now, I think it was February. And so Beckham with us, he must come with us. The players us. wanted him back. Everyone together, let's fight for this. We can't do that. That's the spirit of this, of this team, And at the time, Raul and Casillas and Guti were representing that strength, that spirit. Capello understood that, and he was a part of the program. He said, "Okay, I'm going to be with you. You believe in that. I trust you. Let's do that together. And we managed to go from, I think, eight or nine points behind and managed to win La Liga. That was amazing. Everyone was really mad at the last match. And I, I remember... Been in the main box, 20 minutes to go. We're losing 0-1 against Mallorca. We needed to win. Barcelona was winning in Tarragona, I think 0-5. That's that's it. So if they won and we didn't, they were going to be the champions. And I said, there's no God. There's no God. (laughs) After After. four months fighting for this, winning amazing matches in the last minute. I remember Espanol, we were losing 0-2. In the half time, and I remember going uh, to the back of the main box, and the uh, director told me, Don't worry, we will score two goals now. And I said, No, we need three. <laughs> and we did that in the minute 93. Higuain managed to score. He, he
1: was extraordinary that season.
2: Every, everything was, was really in that way. And I said, There's no goal, no goal. 20 minutes, and we are going to lose. So Beckham injured, Van Nistelrooy injured. So who is going to score here? Reyes came from the bench. He had been a substitute the whole season. He scored one goal. Diarra, the... Mahamadou Diarra. Scored the second goal in a corner, and then raises again the third goal. Everyone went mad in the main box. I remember taking the, <laughs> the president of the, of the region, Esperanza uh, Aguirre. Si. I took her, and after that, I, I don't know what happened. I say, President, I think I... I did something wrong. He said, no, no, you, you, you took me right, but you you didn't manage to leave me in the right way because <laughs> I, I threw her away. So, <laughs>
1: one hug and then <laughs> off you go. I need oh, to celebrate God, with somebody God.
2: else So it was, was really, really amazing. And we won that match. Everyone was committed. Beckham, the first one, I have to say, I haven't seen a professional like him in that season. Everything was against him. And I admit that I was also... In some way, I was um, not really happy with him. And I said him, uh, something that wasn't really the right thing to say. And, and Capello also. But he came back. He didn't say anything against anyone. So professional as no one I've seen ever. Because the normal thing to say when you are going to leave is February, the coach has punished you and say, come back to play with us. And say, no, I'm not going to play. Or just...
1: Small holiday until June, I'll keep keeping my salary, but if you don't want me... I'm not going to do that. It was completely the opposite. Tell me the sign you put up in the dressing room again. What did the sign you put in the dressing room say? If you you fight, you can lose, but if you don't, you're lost. Beckham loves nothing... Brilliant professional. Great footballer, decent man, good man. But he loves nothing better than adversity.
2: You no, know, no. I, I have. Things to are say, against him. I've said many times. It's difficult to find a player of that level at that time when he was going to to fly to L.A. He had everything done in his life, and he said, "No, no. I'm going to do this until the end." And he was those three months, just pushing as no other one, committed with the team until the last moment. So. I praised him always for that. Really, a professional is a man that really worth having what he's got in, in, in
1: life. You, I remember when he was reinstated to the team up in Anoeta. They were losing to Real Sociedad, and he scored this great goal, goal over or Claudio Bravo. That was the moment when I thought, "Hello, something's happening here." And it was a beautiful fight because people yeah. outside look at Real Madrid like you said the misconception about they were Franco's club. They were false. Also, there's a misconception that Real Madrid can only win when they're on top and big and big star, but they fought that year, they fought.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.
1: You signed Higuain, That's right. who was a fabulous player for the club. You, Marcelo. Signed, you signed Marcelo, Marcelo, who is still Pepe. To, to this day, who won the, the Champions League, both of them, yeah. in Milan there. But you it's, began... Snyder and Robin Van
2: Valnistro was one of those signings that really I'm proud of, and Cannavaro. I think those players were really important part of the success. Cannavaro and uh, Valnistro. Cannavaro came from winning the World Championship with Italy as a captain. He got the, the Ballon d'Or uh, that season, and Van Nistel was perfect. And I remember Capello wasn't really decided to sign him. He said, he's a fantastic player, but I think Tresseguet is the right one because he was with him in the Juventus. In Juve. But I remember Miatovic told me, President Van Nistel, because the coaches always want the players they know. He's a good player, Tresseguet, he's been with him. But the right one for us is van History. let's go for Van History. We got him, and that was i think that was fantastic The way he was committed with the with the team he was focusing you know, and and I was really glad and 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 appreciate what he did and so I decided to extend his contract. I think it was he deserved that and and it was really one of those players that really. Did everything to win the title like Wayne.
1: When you signed Beckham as part of the junta, part of the directorate, it was from Manchester United. When you signed Van Nistelrooy, it was from Manchester United. What was it like doing business with Manchester United?
2: Uh, difficult. Yes. Uh, Ferguson at the time didn't want to sell him as he didn't want to sell uh, Cristiano when I signed him. But it's amazing when we're talking about what is football what football means for the society. There is an anecdote. When we signed Beckham, we we decided to introduce him to the press at 11 o'clock because he's got the time to make up the news in Asia, where he's very popular. 1,000 journalists were attending that uh, introduction and was the largest live TV audience after Diana's funeral princess. Is something amazing that gives you an idea of what, what means football and what means people like Beckham. It, it's something unbelievable, but uh, it was like that. So it's the idea we had to bring people like him, good players, but also with the attraction for the people, for the audience. They must have the... both. They must have that. both. We, As I said before, we forgot that. But talking about uh, Ferguson, he was not interested, of course, in losing him. And after that, he had... We, with Van Nistel, we hadn't that problem because he... They had he fallen was, out completely, yeah, the he, two he of them. they wanted to get rid of him. Yes. So there was no problem. Even we got him a very, very uh, small amount of money, I think 12 million, which is, was amazing
1: for the player he was. To, to get success means that you must learn things or delegate to find your your way through a maze because the transfer market is brutally difficult. Tell us about the process of...
2: In those cases, is the player the one who always say, "I want to be there with Robinho." Man City phoned and say, "Okay, if you want him, he wants to leave. So let's do that." And we did it on the thirty-first of August. By the way, that means that it can be done in the thirty-first, not like happened with the hair. <laughs> I think it was a, a revenge, in my opinion. That situation was a revenge of um, Ferguson. Because of the, all that uh, problem we had with Sergio at the time, and, and Sergio Ramos, Sergio, I think Manchester, not Ferguson, Manchester United wasn't really very happy about what happened with Sergio Ramos.
1: They they wanted to sign Sergio Ramos.
2: Well, I think they was nearly done. Is what we knew that Sergio wasn't happy with the extension of the contract, and he said, "Well, I he was in touch. It seems I I can." Proof that I don't have a personal knowledge of that, but my impression is that he had um, a kind of um, understanding. If he couldn't uh, get an agreement with Real Madrid, and finally he's with us. I think uh, he's well. He's he's been very important in the last, in, two the Champions last for- League. in the last fortnight. He's been very important. <laughs> he's very important, and he, uh, he's a very good player.
1: he's okay with us. But and, they were angry that they didn't that they didn't get a sign. I
2: think so. I think so. I think all come from Mourinho's time when he wasn't really happy with Iker, with Sergio. That was a um, situation that really was um, strange in, in the club. But uh, I think everything is OK now. And, and by the way, I, I wish all the best uh, to Mourinho. He's always saying that... <laughs> no, no, it's true. <coughs> when I was, he was here, I was really critic because he, he didn't things in the way I, I thought he should. Uh, being a good manager there, because he won a lot of titles. There wasn't a lot of senorio in it. Well, he didn't think in the right way, but being out of Real Madrid, uh, I, I don't have anything to say. I, I received many, many messages saying what you have to say. Mourinho has said that why I talked to him, and, and I, I don't have anything against him. In fact, when I signed Cristiano, Mendes told me, now you have the best player of the world you need to have the best coach of the world. And I said, well, we... Who did he mean? Well, he, he wanted uh, me to sign him and uh, Mourinho, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, we can. At the time we had Capello and we didn't have any idea of changing. We did after that because uh, uh, Schuster was the one who came. And, uh, and I saw him as a good coach, but I thought the idea, the philosophy, the way he was behaving wasn't the right one. That, that's it. That's my opinion. I know there are a lot of people here that support him, as you know. Let's say, I don't know, it's 50, but 40 or 30 percent of followers of Real Madrid really thinking about him and would like to have him back. Is, is that, that is the truth?
1: You still think that in, in some time in the future, you still think that Florentino will sign him again? Well,
2: I was sure he was going to come. If he hadn't decided to go to Man United, I was sure he, was, he would be here. And he was about to come when Benitez was sacked, but Mourinho said, no, this is not the moment. Not in
1: the middle of the season. Not
2: in the middle, but he was approached. I I know that that's not... It's a a, fact. It's a fact that he was approached and Florentino wanted him back to here. And he said, no, not in the middle of the season. Let's talk in the end, which I think it was a wise decision for him.
1: You once told me that when you sold Rubinho... More or less, you and your secretary did all the work, and his agent did what maybe fifteen minutes of work. When you were selling Rubinho on the on the transfer deadline day, do you, do you remember that anecdote? Yes, yes,
2: yes very well. And uh, uh, it was uh, funny to remember now after that time, because I got a phone call. Uh, it was eight nine o'clock? I was in the club. Say someone from Man United wanted to go Man City want to talk to you. I say okay. And um, they said, well, we want to buy Robinho. I said, OK, he's he's going to leave and I can't say anything. So uh, how much uh, you want for that? They say, well, that's a problem. But they said, well, say, how much? <laughs> I have to say? I, I remember we were talking about 30, 35 and say, well, let's say 40. They say, OK, <laughs> OK, OK, just no discussion. <laughs> yes, 40, 40. He said, "But what about the solidarity? The five the percent?" Say, "Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, too." I say, "Well, that's." It's, it. And I was thinking, "I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur." I'm, a, but just thinking, "Well, they are really interested." So I'm representing the interest of Real Madrid. And I said, "But cash?" I said, "Of course, cash," <laughs> because it's not the normal thing to do. Uh, you, you 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 pay in the time of the of the contract in
1: installments, yeah. In
2: installments. So, gosh. <laughs> when I, I remember I hanging up and saying to the general manager, they, they were able to pay more than that. It was, but they, when you are representing the interests of oh, other, you're fighting for your club. You, you, you say, well, let let's see what we can do, no? So but, you
1: uh, you didn't just sign Cristiano Ronaldo. You pretty much paid for half of him in one phone call. Yeah,
2: Genius. no, no, but it was because they wanted really the, the player. And uh, I don't know, in the case of Cristiano, I think it was OK, the money. I was criticised because people thought it was a, a high amount of money, but I think it's been proven uh, being oh. very cheap.
1: But when you sign a cheque for, I don't know if it's a banker's draft... Or, yeah. No, it's when a you, transfer. Yeah. In, in, in principle, when you sign a cheque that says 80 million, well, we, uh, how, how does that feel as a no, man?
2: You know what? We were criticised because telling that the poverty in the world the problems Spain is having, the unemployment. But I always said, this club is not, i uh, call it, non-profit association? No. Well, See, N-G- N-G-
1: um, well it's, it's not, NGA, they call them here, uh, no? Yeah, it's, it's
2: the idea that we are not a charity company. Yeah. The money must be on the field or in the bank. But, but it's not a point that we are not spending that money, we're going to give that for charity. That's not the purpose of this company. The point is you have the money or you can pay that, that amount of money. The player is, as he is, is the best we can sign. So there's no point to discuss, to argue. And There was some discussions here in Spain about that, that why you can spend with the situation we're living. That, that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is you have the money, The member, the club is able to get that money from companies, for advertisers, for commercial TV rights, and this is the player we can have now, so let's get him, and that's uh, s-
1: I think... S- speculate to accumulate if you can buy the best, yeah. buy the best I want to be loyal to our bargain because you're a businessman, you have a life I don't want to bring this towards the end, but we have to so I want you to speak with your football heart now, your favourite Real Madrid player. Nowadays? Ever Ever. You're a fan I'm now not talking no, to you as a well, president, uh, your favourite.
2: Let's say that in the old times, Di Stefano, no doubt this is a legend, this is the, the figure, the main player we'll have in all our life. But in the current world, Raul. For me, it represents uh, everything. I know that we've had Zidane, Ronaldo, Beckham, now Cristiano. It's not because he's Spaniard and it's... Uh, Good guy is because it represents the values values of the club. Like Iker Casillas, I said, let's say if we can choose two, I think Raul and Iker.
1: I'm pleased you included them in
2: in each uh, part of the field. I think they represent the values of the club. They've been here for 17, 18 years since they were very young. They've been fighting with all the problems. It's not easy to see that you've been in the club for all that time, coming other players from abroad and getting more recognition and getting more money and not saying anything against the club, against the president, against anyone, just accepting that because it's like that. They wanted to be focused and just helping the club and representing the club in the right way. And as as I said, very difficult to find all the stars and they are... Part of the stars, but in the second line. And that is very, very difficult. And they did it in a way that is admirable. Did you say
1: admirable? Admirable. Admirable. Absolutely right. So are you impressed or unimpressed about the way in which the club said goodbye to both of them? You may answer truthfully.
2: It's really sad. What has happened is sad. You English do things in a way that... We have to copy. You did with all the players, with Steven Gerrard, last one. Something that I can't understand, we didn't hear. Maybe it's the character or the the personality of this president that he didn't like the inheritance he receives. So he thought there weren't his players. And perhaps they did things in a way that is not understandable. Schalke in Germany gave us a lesson. When Raul, only three years, he went just going around the pitch with the kids, everyone just applauding, everyone standing up, ovation.
1: Respect. Uh, they, Treated like a legend. That's given right. respect.
2: They decided to retire the number for, I think, one season, the number seven. Correct. So, something that uh, is unbelievable that has happened in Germany with a Spaniard that has been three years and here. He's been 17. He's won everything with Real Madrid. He's given all his life to the club. Nothing happened. And what about Casillas? He's Disgusting. Yes, crying, alone. No one just uh, being with him. I see that in, I, see, I said, very sad, really unbelievable I think that we have to learn from
1: our mistakes, and not, not repeating this anymore. Very elegant. Speaking to your heart again, a quick one again. Your favourite, the, the game that makes you the happiest, the most emotional? Only one game? Oh, OK, maybe two. But the one that makes your heart sore? The Mallorca match. <laughs> yeah, a <because laughs> good
2: answer, yeah. Uh, okay. after, after the whole season <laughs> trying to get the title and just having it touching with the hands we knew that it was just escaping because it was 20 minutes left, difficult to score two goals. We didn't have the players who could do that, and we did. So in the end, I said, well, if I have a heart attack now, I'm going to have never won. And also, as I said, I came back to believe in God again. (laughs) God was, was there, was up there, was up there because I said... They are doing something which is not uh, understandable, even, even though God sometimes do things that we
1: don't understand. When he speaks to me, he tells me that he likes you. <laughs> the last one is, if you could have taken one player from Britain to your club, you can choose any era, any era. Well, Who I, would it have been?
2: I've, I said before Beckham, because what he did for me, apart from what he did on the pitch, on the field, that was really important in many senses. The way he behaved in the last moments, in the worst moments, is when you know the big man. And he, was, he, he behaved like a big one. It's uh, really difficult to find someone, as I said before, with Ike Raul, surrounded by stars coming from abroad, having a player like Beckham at that situation, at that moment, and behaving and reacting as he did. For me, it's something that is just to,
1: you say, ha- hats off? Hats off, chapeau hats we say here. for him in that uh, moment. I would be untrue to myself. I never like to finish on a nota amarga, but I'd be untrue to myself if I didn't tell you that I'm from Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the temporada de Cinco Copas Perdidas yeah. in, in 1983? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the final of the Recopa in Gothenburg with Stefano, the coach, and... Yeah, yeah. A beautiful team in red. It was five,
2: was five finals. We lost all of them. Something that sometimes happens. Did you
1: watch that final?
2: I watched. I watched it. it did, did you
1: feel as if you were looking at the greatest team ever? In, the, the ones in red, I mean. The, <laughs> it, it didn't feel like that to you? <laughs> I was so sad. I, I, I didn't feel anything
2: but sadness. Because it was really something that we couldn't understand that we had everything in our hands and we lost all of them. This
1: tiny little team from yeah. a city like Palencia.
2: And also for the Stefano, because the Stefano yes. was, was for us uh, everything. and was, He was the would coach. Have been, would have been a good reward
1: for him. As- it would have. We've come to your um, office as president. We've been talking about Real Madrid. And I don't know if that's God phoning or Beckham, or, but you <laughs> must answer it. You've made us happy. Thank you. And for the first time ever, Hala Madrid. A
2: Madrid. It's been a, a pleasure to talk to you and hope it's going to be interesting
1: for your listeners. It has listeners. Been. It's been a joy. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket. Who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at ACAST and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us, at patreon.com forward slash Hunter. Here end of the lesson.
3: When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers: Andaria algae body oil and Andaria collagen body lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's o s e a malibu.com code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.